Magic and how it can help you. Have you ever wondered why some days you seem to breeze through life, but on other days nothing goes right? Why is it that when things start sliding downhill, they seem to go from bad to worse? How can you keep the good times rolling and prevent the bad ones from getting a foothold? Is there a way to turn your luck around? Absolutely. That's what magic spells are for, to give you power over your destiny. Rather than being a victim of circumstances beyond your control, with magic you control the circumstances. Once you start viewing the world from a magical perspective, you'll be able to see beyond everyday frustrations, disappointments, and aggravations. You'll maneuver around the obstacles that pop up in your path. It's similar to what athletes call being in the zone. Considering all the curves life throws us, it only makes sense to use whatever tools are available to give yourself an advantage. Magic spells are just that, tools to help you avoid pitfalls and attract blessings. For thousands of years, people have been doing magic. You can too, and once you start doing spells, you'll never want to stop. Perhaps you're skeptical. You may be wondering, what's the magic stuff all about anyways? More important, can it really help me? The answer is yes. If you didn't believe in magic, at least a little bit, you wouldn't be reading this book. You're already a magician. You may not realize it yet, but you're already a magician. You've already done lots of magic spells without even knowing it. Now you're going to learn how to perform magic purposefully to turn your luck around. Once you discover the secret, you'll be able to chart your own destiny, avoiding the pitfalls and setbacks that seemed inevitable before. The word magician derives from the Latin magi, meaning wise men or women. Remember the wise men in the Christmas story? They were also called magi or magicians, and they followed a star they'd seen that foretold of Jesus' birth, which suggests they, they knew astrology too. Every culture stretching back long before the advent of written history has had its magicians, medicine men, cunning folk, kahunas, druids, witches, and shamans. By choosing a magical path, you are following in the footsteps of ancient seers and healers who knew how to shape the forces of the universe with their intentions. Simply put, magic is the act of consciously creating circumstances using methods that defy scientific logic. The notorious British magician, Aleister Crowley, said, Every intentional act is a magical act. Whenever you form an objective in your mind, then fuel it with willpower, you're doing magic. 10 Good Things Magic Can Do For You Before we get into how, let's consider why learning to do magic is worth your time and effort. Here are 10 ways magic can help to make your life better. It can improve your love life, attract prosperity, keep you and your loved ones safe from harm, enhance your health, protect your home and personal property, open up new career opportunities, give you more control over your life, improve interactions with family, friends, and co-workers, ward off problems and enemies, strengthen your intuition and psychic skills. People who don't understand magic have made it seem weird or evil, and Hollywood sensationalizes it to the point of absurdity. Actually, there's nothing scary, strange, or silly about magic. It's a natural ability you were born with, a talent you can develop just like musical or mathematical talent. All it takes is desire, a little training, and practice. The power behind magic. Fortunately, you don't really need any special tools to practice witchcraft. 
Yes, witches frequently do use a variety of tools to enhance their magical workings. You'll learn about these later. The tools, however, aren't the source of power. The witches. The truth is magic is all in the mind. Mostly the tools just help you to stay focused. Thinking makes it so. In the movie What Dreams May Come True, the character played by Robin Williams dies and then wakes up in the afterlife. The place looks, smells, tastes, and feels more or less like the so-called real world. But he quickly learns that in this place, whatever he thinks or desires manifests instantly. All of it is a construct of consciousness. Magic works in the same way. What, do you, what you think is what you get. The manifestation may not be immediate, although it can be. If you believe in your intent are strong enough, if you bring passion to your spell, and if you focus your energy clearly toward a specific goal, then you have a good chance of achieving what you want. Knowing exactly what you want to accomplish and stating your intention with absolute clarity is essential whenever you perform a spell. Otherwise, your spell could backfire. The fact is, you're doing magic all the time, whether or not you realize it. As noted later, the law of attraction states that your thoughts, emotions, and actions affect the energetic patterns around you, and the most significant tools in magic are your thoughts and feelings. That's why it's important to use your magical power with clear intent so you can, so you can produce the results you truly desire. Underlying all magic is a simple principle of physics. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Remember the old computer axiom, garbage in, garbage out? Magic is like that too. If you put bad thoughts and feelings in, you'll get bad stuff back and vice versa. So be careful what you ask for. What you believe is what you'll get. Belief is the core of magic. Without it, all you have are words and gestures, lights and dust, nothing but bluster. Rather like the wizard in The Wonderful Wizard of Oz that Dorothy and her companions exposed as just an ordinary man behind a curtain. But what exactly is meant by belief? Go back to Oz. The lion sought courage because he believed he was cowardly. That belief ruled his life until the wizard pointed out how courageous he actually was. The lion experienced a radical shift in his beliefs about himself when he realized that he had possessed what he desired most all along. Believing he didn't have courage was what crippled him. Most of us are just like the cowardly lion. We let fear, doubt, and erroneous beliefs limit our power and our ability to create what we desire most in life. Let's say you want abundance. To you, that means financial abundance, money in the bank, freedom from worrying whether the next check you write is going to bounce. However, to those around you, your life appears to be incredibly abundant, you have a loving family, wonderful friends, good health. Sometimes a shift in our deepest beliefs happens because someone whose opinion we respect points out that we really do have what we desire. Other times, we reach the same conclusion on our own. One thing you can count on. When your beliefs change, so will your life circumstances. When you do magic, you must believe in yourself and your ability to produce the result you seek. Doubt pours water on your creative fire. If you doubt you can achieve your goal, you won't. That's true whether you're playing a sport or casting a spell. The power of your beliefs. A belief is an acceptance of something as true. 
Thousands of years ago, people believed the world was flat. In the 1600s, men and women were burned at the stake because people in the power believed that they were evil and consorted with the devil. You'd be surprised to discover how many people still believe witches are the devil's disciples. More about this later. On a more personal level, all of us face the consequences of our personal beliefs in all areas of our lives every day. Your experiences, the people around you, your personal and professional environments, every faucet of your existence, in fact, is a faithful reflection of a belief. Some common ingrained self-limiting beliefs that people hold on to include, I'm not worthy of love, wealth, a great job, whatever. My relationships stink. I'll never amount to anything. People are out to get me. Life is a struggle. You can't be rich and spiritual. I live in an unsafe world. The foundations for many of these notions are laid in childhood when we adopt the beliefs of our parents, teachers, and other authority figures. Childhood conditioning can be immensely powerful. Inside the man or woman who lacks a sense of self-worth lurks a small child who may believe he or she is a sinner, unworthy, or not good enough. On a larger scale, our beliefs also come from the cultures and societies which we live. A woman living in the West, for example, is unlikely to have the same core beliefs about being female as a woman in, say, a Muslim country. A belief system usually evolves over time. It's something that we grow into as our needs and goals develop and change. Even when we find a system of beliefs that work for us, we hone and fine-tune it, working our way deeper and deeper into its essential truth. Everything we experience, every thought we have, every desire, need, action, and reaction, everything we perceive with our senses goes into our personal databank and helps to create the belief systems that we hold on to now. Nothing is lost or forgotten in our lives. You don't have to remain a victim of your conditioning. However, you can choose for yourself what you believe or don't believe, what you desire and don't desire. You can define your own parameters. Once you do that, you can start consciously creating your destiny according to your own vision and keying into your magical nature to make that happen. The Law of Attraction Have you heard of something called the Law of Attraction? Actually, it's an ancient concept, but in recent years, Esther and Jerry Hicks have popularized and expanded it so now that millions of people around the world are familiar with the idea. At its core, the law says that you attract whatever you put your mind on. In their best-selling book, Money and the Law of Attraction, the Hicksies wrote, Each and every component that makes up your life experience is drawn to you by the powerful law of attraction, response to the thoughts you think and the story you tell about your life. In The Secret, Rhonda Byrne explained that your life right now is a reflection of your past thoughts. What they're saying is you create your own reality. Your thoughts and feelings generate energy and they interact with the energy all around you in your environment. Over time, your ideas, especially the ones you feel passionate about, produce thought forms which serve as patterns that eventually become physical forms. You could look at it this way. Let's say you're a fashion designer, and in your mind you envision a fabulous dress. That creative idea or thought form must exist before you can start to develop the physical object. You keep refining your design, doing drawings, and maybe even stitching a sample. 
and eventually produce the dress you imagined. Magic words is essentially the same way. First, you create an image in your mind of what you desire and then imbue that image with energy and emotion. In time, what you conjured up mentally will emerge into the material world. A big part of becoming a powerful witch and performing effective magic is training your mind. This means focusing your thoughts, raising your vibration and energy to the highest level that you can, and using your will to bring your intentions into fruition. Later in this book, we'll talk more about how to do this, and the more you practice, the better results you'll achieve. One thing at a time. Most of us have grown accustomed to doing several things at once. While eating dinner, we also watch TV, send texts to our friends, and make notes of things we need to remember to take care of tomorrow. When you do magic, however, multitasking actually diminishes your returns. As Esther and Jerry Hicks explain in Money and the Law of Attraction, when you consider many subjects at the same time, you generally do not move forward strongly enough towards any of them. Where your focus and your power is diffused. Start paying attention to your thoughts. Are you focusing on what you lack? If so, you'll continue to experience lack. Do you spend time laminating the problems in your life? If so, you'll keep making more problems for yourself. Whenever you catch yourself thinking something that's not what you want, do a mental 180 and start thinking about what you do want instead. Magic isn't just black and white. Magic is ethically neutral, just like electricity is neutral. Both magic and electricity can be used to help or harm. Magic is simply the intentional use of energy. Casting a magic spell is simply a means to an end. A witch uses willpower to direct energy toward a particular goal. Her intention is what colors the magic white, black, or gray. You've probably heard people describe themselves as white witches, Meaning, that up, meaning they uphold the do not harm rule. The truth though is that most magic isn't black or white, it's gray, including the magic most self-proclaimed white witches perform. This doesn't mean it's bad or harmful, however. In fact, the spells of most witches and magicians fall into the gray area. White, black, or gray. Not every witch will agree with the following definitions of white, black, and gray magic. However, these guidelines can help you sort out the differences. White magic's purpose is to further spiritual growth by strengthening your connection with the divine realm and or gaining wisdom from a higher source. Black magic intends to harm or manipulate another person or to interfere with his or her free will. Every other kind of magic is a shade of gray. This means that if you do a spell to get a better job or to attract a lover, you're operating in the gray zone. Nothing wrong with that. It's easy, though, to stray from the path and invertedly cast a questionable spell, especially when you're having a bad day or dealing with difficult people. Let's say a coworker is a real pain in the neck and you do a spell to get even with her for a dirty deed. Your revenge may seem justifiable, but it's still black magic. Here's another little-known fact. Most black magic isn't performed by easel... Most, most black magic isn't performed by evil sorcerers or wicked wizards. It's done by ordinary people who don't even realize what they're up to. Have you ever cursed some jerk for stealing your parking space or cutting in front of you in a lawn supermarket line? That's black magic too. 
why doing black magic isn't such a good idea. Maybe you're wondering why not use magic to put someone who's wronged you in his place. It's tempting for sure, except remember that in the world of magic, whatever you do returns to you like a boomerang. Indeed, many magicians say it comes back magnified threefold. That's a good reason for keeping your thoughts focused on positive stuff. It's also why usually the best way to get what you want, especially on days when everything seems to be going wrong, is to bless instead of curse. Intention is everything. Admittedly, it can be hard sometimes to determine if you're treading on the dark side of the magic street. For many people, love spells seem to raise the most questions. What if you want to do a spell to get your yoga instructor to fall for you? Is that okay? It all depends on your intention. If he already has a partner and your goal is to win him away from her, obviously that's not a good idea. Good spells respect other people's free will and right to make their own choices in life. Even if your yoga teacher isn't romantically involved with anybody else, it's manipulative to cast a spell to coerce him into doing something he wouldn't want to do otherwise. How would you feel if someone did that to you? There's another reason too, to think carefully before casting a spell to win a person's heart. A well-executed love spell creates a strong bond between you and someone else. Later on, if you change your mind, breaking that bond could be very tough, to say the least. Instead, try another angle to accomplish your goal. You could magically enhance your own attractiveness. You could do magic to remove any obstacles existing between you and the other person. You could do a spell to attract a lover who's right for you, rather than targeting a particular individual. Or you could turn the final decision over to a higher power and let your favorite god, goddess, angel, or spirit guide find the perfect partner for you. This kicks your ego out of the driver's seat and lets the universe guide you toward an outcome that's right for you. Maybe you and your yoga teacher would live happily ever after together. On the other hand, maybe you'd be better off with somebody else, perhaps someone you haven't met yet.